0: Uh, in this episode, we'll be talking about the basics of neurology. So we'll start with the motor system first. Okay. So uh, a basic anatomy of the motor system, that is the pyramidal tract. If we talk about, uh, is the pyramidal tract arises from the motor cortex from the cerebrum. From the motor cortex, it goes to the internal co- capsule, which is a dense area uh, involving large amount of fibers uh, uh, of the motor as well as sensory tracts, and uh, the fan-like radiations which come from the cortex to the internal capsule are called as the corona radiator okay from the internal capsule these fibers now pass to the brainstem okay in the brainstem in the pyramids of the medulla they decussate to the other side of the medulla Th- therefore so as the decussation of the corticospinal tract or the pyramidal tract occurs at the level of uh, pyramids in the medulla therefore any lesion on the right side above the level of medulla will result in the lesion on the left side Uh, and any lesion below the level of uh, medulla in the corticospinal tract will result in the lesion or affection on the same side of the body that is the ipsilateral side of the body okay Uh, so now let us talk about the anterior horn cell that is the junction between the upper motor neuron and the lower motor neuron okay so what are the inputs that the AHC that is the anterior horn cell receives? So the anterior horn cell receives three inputs. First from the pyramidal tract that is the corticospinal tract. Okay. Second from the extra pyramidal system, that is from the basal ganglia. And third is from the reflex arc that is the spinal cord itself. Now, this reflex arc is responsible for the deep tendon reflexes and the superficial reflexes as well. Okay. Now the pyramidal tract controls the voluntary movement. Through the AHC Okay, voluntary movement of the muscles. So now what happens is uh, the pyramidal tract, that is the lateral corticospinal tract, is responsible for all the voluntary activities of the muscles, and also it has a job of inhibiting the spinal reflex arcs. Okay. So if there is U.M.N. lesion on the right side, okay, or the left side, so there will be contralateral loss of the body in case of the voluntary activities. Okay, and other than that the UMN lesion will remove the inhibitory stimulus to the reflex arc. This will result in spasticity of the muscle. So this spasticity is a predominant symptom of an UMN lesion. Okay. Similarly, if there is an extrapyramidal uh, lesion, the main function of extrapyramidal system is to Uh, perform all the involuntary activities such as the tone and the posture okay so the pyramidal and extra pyramidal systems work in a collaboration to perform any kind of voluntary activity for example to walk there needs to be a posture so the posture is uh, defined by the extra pyramidal system which is uh, the perfect posture for walking and the uh, act of walking that is the movement of legs the voluntary movement of legs is done by the pyramidal system okay so the posture is by the extra pyramidal system and it also suppresses the unwanted involuntary movements, which we can also call as chorea. So, now let's talk about the differences between an upper motor neuron lesion and a an lower motor neuron lesion. Okay, as we all now know, what is an upper motor neuron and what is a lower motor neuron? Okay, so uh, as we all talked about, that the upper motor neuron lesion, if it occurs, it removes the inhibitory stimulus to the reflex arcs okay so it will cause spasticity and this is the predominant symptom of upper motor neuron lesion whereas in lower motor neuron lesion what happens is it occurs below the anterior horn cell okay so all the three all the three that is the pyramidal tract extra pyramidal tract and the reflex arcs of that particular set of muscles is lost and therefore there is weakness in the muscles there is no tone in the muscles and there is weakness of the muscles okay so spasticity is a feature of upper motor neuron lesion and weakness is a feature of lower motor neuron lesion. Now if we talk about which muscles are involved in upper motor and lower motor neuron lesion. So only the voluntary muscles are involved in case of an upper motor neuron lesion because pyramidal tracts has the function of acting on voluntary muscles that do more on the distal muscles than the proximal muscles. That is the handwriting will be affected first rather than exercising and walking okay so the pyramidal tract in short has a predominant control over the anti-gravity muscles okay the anti-gravity muscles that are the extensors of the knee and the flexors of the upper limb okay so as we talk the spasticity is a feature of upper motor neuron neuron lesion but spasticity will be felt uh, more in which of the body parts so in the extensors of the knee and the flexors of the upper limb the spasticity will be more therefore if any patient of with hemiplegia comes to you will come in a posture in which uh, his or her legs will be extended fully and hands will be flexed okay hands or arms will be flexed uh, but in lower motor neur- uh, neuron lesion the pyramidal as well as extra pyramidal tract is lost so therefore both the voluntary as well as involuntary muscles are lost and there's no such thing that distal muscles are involved first and proximal are involved in this both the muscles are involved uh, similarly okay Now coming to a term known as wasting so uh, wasting is not to be used in case of upper motor neuron lesion because in upper motor neuron lesion only the pyramidal tract is gone not the extra pyramidal or the reflex they are still working so only voluntary actions of the muscles are cut off okay but the tone of the muscle is still there so there will be no wasting but what what will happen is after months of inactivity there will be disuse atrophy but this disease atrophy occurs over months and wasting is an acute phenomenon it occurs over days or weeks okay so uh, disease atrophy occurs in upper motor neuron lesion but what happens in lower motor neuron lesion all the three actions are cut off and hence the muscle gets wasted so wasting is a characteristic phenomenon of lower motor neuron lesion whereas disease atrophy occurs in upper motor neuron lesion okay now coming to the reflexes now as, the, as we talk that the inhibitory action of the pyramidal tract on the spinal arcs reflex arcs is gone, therefore the deep tendon reflexes will be exaggerated in upper motor neuron lesion. Okay? So the, that, that is what is called as clonus, that is exaggerated deep tendon reflexes. But in lower motor neuron lesion, uh, it will not be present, the, the reflexes will be absent. Okay? Deep tendon reflexes will be absent whereas superficial reflexes will be altered in both upper motor neuron lesion and lower motor neuron lesion we cannot say we cannot comment upon present or absent We will say altered okay then so now we'll talk about the plantar reflex so this reflex is elicited by uh, striking the uh, base of the hammer uh, and uh, on the sole of the foot from the heels towards the up till the Base of the great toe. Okay, normally there is flexion of the great toe and other toes as well. Okay, but what happens? This, this is known as flexor plantar. Okay, but in cases of upper motor neuron lesion, there occurs extensor plantar. Normally, there's flexor plantar. In case of upper motor neuron lesion, there occurs extensor plantar. That is, the great toe goes up and other toes are fanned out. Okay, so the flex uh, extension of the great toe and the Uh, fanning out of other toes is known as extensor plantar or this is known as babinski sign and presence of babinski sign indicates that there is upper motor neuron lesion okay Uh, but this is not true uh, at all times because babinski sign can be present in infants in deep coma patients in narcotics uh, and in case of alcoholic patients okay so babinski sign is an abnormal plantar reflex that is extensor plantar reflex and which occurs in the upper motor neuron lesion and is absent and is not present in lower motor neuron lesion, there occurs flexor blunder okay, then another feature of lower motor neuron lesion is fasciculation Fasciculations occurs due to regeneration of the lower motor neuron uh, and is seen as abnormal twitching movements of the muscle at rest okay, they are very fine movements so uh, they are known as fasciculation and they are present in lower motor neuron lesion and they are, uh, they are not seen or absent in the upper motor neuron lesion okay so as a summary upper motor neuron lesion will present with spasticity will involve only the voluntary muscles will involve the distal muscles more than the proximal muscles and it has more control over the anti-gravity muscles that is the extensors of the knee and flexors of the upper limb okay then wasting is a feature of lower motor neuron lesion not a feature of upper motor neuron lesion uh, whereas in upper motor neuron lesion there can be disuse atrophy uh, then deep tendon reflexes are exaggerated in upper motor neuron lesion and Babinski sign is present. Okay, In lower motor neuron lesion the predominant symptom is weakness of the muscles. Both voluntary and involuntary movements are lost and the muscle wasting is present. This is a characteristic feature. Muscle wasting is present. Other than this Babinski is not there and fasciculations will be present.